0: Good morning, and thank you for joining the Digital Selling Secrets Podcast. On this podcast, we talk about sales, leadership, and digital transformation. And this morning, we have a very special guest from India, Ish Jindal, and he is the founder of TARS. And if you haven't heard of TARS before, it's a sales enablement company, te- very fast-growing technology company. And uh, Ish is going to go into it, go into the information about his company. We're going to hear his story about how he got started and how it's helping companies around the world. And also, we have our co-host with us, Jerry Manikaro.
1: Hey, good morning, everyone. Great to join once again.
0: Thanks, Jerry. Well, Ish, I don't want to steal your thunder. Uh, do you mind uh, introducing yourself?
2: Sure. Thanks for having me, Gary and Jerry. Um, uh, I am, just like you and you, I am the founder of Stars. We basically help marketing and sales teams uh, with a conversational marketing and sales approach, what that really means is uh, if someone is coming on your website or your landing pages, you generally have forms. right? Like that's how the usual online businesses work. Like if you're a b two b company or a b two c company, think about um, think about an insurance company for that matter, right? You would generally have forms on your website and people ask people to fill out forms. No, nobody likes to fill out forms. We replace the entire customer acquisition experience with a conversational approach which is essentially an automated chat or a chatbot if you may call it and the whole idea is how can we help marketers because marketers are spending uh, a good amount of money to generate those leads and then the sales team come into picture and if those are not good leads people end up wasting that time and effort as well the whole idea is how can we be helping uh, or how can we provide a much more human approach to the entire customer acquisition process uh, starting from the first touch point, because the first touch, like everything from a first touch point to the end touch point matters. And I think where we are coming into picture is actually helping the marketing and sales teams to give much more, much more leads and much more qualified leads as well. So it's both about the quality and the quantity of the leads uh, that the marketing teams are generating for the sales team eventually.
0: You know, I, I've heard a lot about chatbots when it comes to websites, and especially now when you have the AI component to it. And your your company right. uh, has a artificial intelligence incorporated into your chatbots. Is that correct? Right. Right. Yeah, so instead of going to a website, you have basically uh, artificial intelligence interacting with you, and you can qualify leads versus manually typing in information. Um, I right. guess – Um. Are they, are chatbots now, are they voice? uh, Can you use voice or is it all typing or or, or how do you interact with chatbots?
2: Right, right, right. right. So I think before, I mean, I'll definitely come down to your question about uh, if it's a voice versus text, but I think it would be good to just talk about a real life scenario because there's too much chatter about how chatbot AI is coming into picture and all those things, right? But I think just taking very simple examples just like on our own website, we are a B2B company and what really happens is if someone is coming on your website you want to answer a few of their questions because any company who is looking for a product like yours would come on your website want to look at um what do you guys do they will have certain questions and if they're interested they might want to book a meeting with one of your team members right and that's what like there's a there's little chatbot widget sitting on right on our website which just does that right it answers the questions that people generally have um and then uh, enable them to book a meeting with one of our sales team members right when they're actually in that process right now this is really helpful because for us we are able to book uh, a number of sales meetings just through the chatbot itself right which is pretty cool because they don't have to fill out any forms. You don't really have to grab their email first and then reach out to them again. So the whole back and forth is gone, right? Um, at this point of time, uh, coming to your question now, at this point of time, we've been doing primarily text-based chatbots. It's like you just type in. Um, but we yes, having said like that, we're already work like uh, already working on. Uh, the voice component of it so that the both, the input and the output, like the output from the bot side and the input from the user side, both could be voice enabled, yeah.
1: That's so true. it's not, Go ahead, Jared. Greg, I was just going to say, so what it sounds like is you're uh, using that AI component, you're able to shorten that lead generation process, uh, that whole step of, like you said, filling out a form. And finding right. which is the salesperson to de- deliver it to, and then ultimately give it to them, and then they have to sit and book a meeting. You're able to shorten that lead time right there.
2: Right.
1: Okay, uh, Gary. I didn't
0: yeah, mean to cut exactly. You off. Oh, I was just gonna say how cool it is. That that is so neat. That when you go to a website, you have that kind of interaction. And um, I, I imagine from a, cl- a customer engagement standpoint, um, it's a it's a great tool to have. So tell me about how you got started. Did you just come up with an idea one day or did you see something out there and you, you decided, you know what, I'm going to, I'm passionate about this. I'm going to start this company. I mean, how
2: did it all transpire? Right, 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 right. I think uh, it's been about almost four years for us now. It's been four years for me and my co-founder that we've been working on it. We are about a team of 20 people between uh, the U.S. and Bangla. So, like. Uh, couple of a couple of people in the US but primarily most of the team based out of Bangalore Uh, how we started about doing something like this is a bit interesting because I was working on a travel startup before this so it was pretty much similar to what Airbnb experiences or Airbnb trips does at this point of time where you can uh, find local experience providers and I was doing this back in 2015 and a lot of questions people were asking you know and this is like travelers asking questions with local hosts um, about things to do in a city so if you're if you're in new york you would be asking what can i do here and all of those things and people were asking all of these questions over a messaging interface and i was like can't we just automate this entire interaction because the data already exists we started doing that doing did a b2c version of it realized is making money money and all of those things and said you know can we use the same product which is an automated chat product in a b2b space and Mm. we said let's not do something really big can we find something small that everybody hates right and what does everybody hate is everybody hates to fill out forms especially if they're on a mobile device and we said okay let's do something very very small which is can we help users to fill out forms over an automated chat interface that's where we right. So we started with okay, can we just enable people? And we used to call them computational farms. All you are essentially doing is filling out a form over a stat based interface. Right. That's I, where we started, and I think even at this point of yeah. I,
0: I'm I'm sorry. Um. So we had a little bit of an internet connection there. I know. Uh. we you're calling in from India, and everybody with this COVID nineteen, everybody's on the internet. Right? <laughs> So uh okay. could you restate what you said over the like the past ten seconds about yeah going on So, through... yeah. Okay, go ahead.
2: Sure, sure, sure. So I think uh what we tried to figure out was a very small problem which um some someone everyone or you know, pretty much everyone in the world hates to do. And that is something was found failing over a mobile device, right? If you're on your mobile phone, um if you're on your you know it's a very limited real estate on your phone you don't really want to fill out forms and we said okay can we do the entire form filling experience over a chat interface that's the small, that's, that's the smallest of the problems we started off with and kept building on top of it right so when we started off there was no no keyword or no hyped keyword as a chatbot back in the day like four years back right there's been a lot of buzz around this keyword right now we used to call them conversational forms back in the day uh, all you can do is out forms over a over a conversation which is totally automated right i think that's where we started off and once we started interacting with enterprises once we started interacting with businesses in different industries we could see okay there's a specific problem that could be solved uh using our um, using our product, right and that problem still remains pretty much about the interface and um, which could be a totally um you know online experience like uh, you have a website you have a landing page you have a form that is one kind of an experience and the second kind of experience is if you are interacting with a certain business um, you have this live chat or you have a uh, you know call center where you would call up for most of your customer support related questions so right now our chatbots are basically being used either by the marketing and sales team for customer acquisition or by support teams for entire customer support automation
0: so oh, when you, yeah. w- when you started out, did w- did you know how to program already? Or did you come up with an idea and build a team of programmers to put together the software? How did that, how did that all happen? That's right. That's right. Uh,
2: so um, fortunately I wasn't the one um, who was building the product. <laughs> so my, my co-founder takes care of the product side of things. So he was, he built the entire product from scratch. So I think uh, that is something of a, uh, we, we knew how to internally build the product, so we didn't really have to go out and um, hire engineers from day one. Uh, we could actually, like, I think we built almost 80% of the product um, by ourselves, right? By just my co-founder building the entire product product end to end. And I was the business guy trying to get um, in front of customers, trying to get most of the customers. Um, I think I was the only sales guy, I think, for, for the first one year or maybe one of One and a half years per se, right? So uh, my co-founder was building the product, I was building the the business, and that's how it started off. And then obviously we said, you know, we're doing the same thing for a lot of time. Um, Now we need to just right and. that's when I started hiring people or building my team, which was essentially the marketing team, the sales team, the customer success team, and my co-founder was building the technology team. Yeah.
1: Ish, <clears throat> this, this is very interesting. First off, you know, we're, you know, both Gary and I are salespeople, so that's very interesting to hear that side. So we can, we can relate very well. But listening to what you're saying about the product applications, for me, it's very fascinating being in healthcare now you're talking mainly of b2b applications but i could see on the b2b side from healthcare whether it's scheduling physician office visits or uh, diagnostic tests and such i mean that is something that patients hate doing getting on whether right. it's on the laptop or if it's on the on the on the on the phone or picking up the phone and calling—that's something that they cannot stand doing because it's so, it's just an annoying right. thing. I could see how something like this could totally eliminate that hassle and that headache. And to you know, use that uh, that uh, often or too much ma- too much used right. phrase is improve that customer experience most definitely. So, uh, cheers exactly. to you guys for doing that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I
2: yeah, I mean, so uh, actually. I, I don't know if as one, but then we focus a lot on B two c industries. So healthcare being one, insurance, okay. banking, uh, travel, education, right? All of these industries. If you think about it, there's a form uh, as a part of their process. Like if I have to get an appointment with a doctor, I would have to go in, fill out a form, book an appointment, or just call up someone and then book a book an appointment as well, right? So. Right. I think the industries we, we focus on are actually B 2 C industries like the so think of healthcare, real estate, mortgage, insurance, banking, um, universities. All of all of these uh, you know industries have a lot a of, lot of forms and there's a these are non transactional forms per se. So you actually just fill out the form and then someone is supposed to call you up and all of that process. Right. So healthcare is healthcare is definitely one of those sectors for us and. Uh, Right now, um, during because of the whole COVID situation, we've actually been helping healthcare organizations, um, even with um, you know. So, for instance, we've developed this risk assessment tool over a chatbot, right? So you could you could have the entire risk assessment for COVID nineteen done over a chatbot, right? So we've made a bunch of chatbots uh, just to help the healthcare organizations, even the government organizations, right? Like think about. Um, public health organizations they need something like this to just, you know spread information and awareness among citizens so uh yeah i mean that is one of the sectors for us for sure
1: excellent um and i the reason why i said that is because we, you know your original conversation talking about not being able to make that much money on b2c so i found it very interesting what you're saying and right. on your website you have such big customers you know dhl uh, Bajaj, FinServe, uh, Big Bazaar, Daimler, uh, Mercedes. I mean, these are not tiny right. customers. So it's it's very impressive, your your list of work here.
2: Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah, I mean, it's just about uh, reaching out and then the follow ups, right? Like just being at it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, so There's no replacement to that. Yeah. Uh,
0: Ish, when, when you reach out to clients, and let's say it's a banking institution or or some other b2c company what's the value proposition you know somebody picks up the phone they, they've never heard of the technology before they're probably not very familiar with it i mean chatbots is still kind of a new thing um what do you tell them do you to to get them to uh, give you give you an opportunity to show give you a, give a demo or 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 the, or that whatever the next step of the, the process is
2: right uh that's actually a pretty good question um you know uh, um, just to uh, just to add to that, like you know, most of our funnel is actually inbound. I would say 90% of our funnel at this point of time is actually inbound, meaning people are looking for something like this, or we uh, we do a lot of content-driven marketing on all those things. So actually, 90% of the leads uh, that we would be generating at this point of time are actually inbound, which is which is a better place to be in because these leads are already warm, and you're not like cold calling someone. Wow. Uh, but having said that, I think the Uh, even like it's just that these leads are a bit warm compared to um, the fact that if you're reaching someone outbound Uh, but I guess uh, the value proposition is very clear depending on the persona of the people we are reaching out to in a specific organization right now if I'm reaching out to the marketing team in a healthcare organization my um, pitch is very clear can I help you give a better customer experience so that you can have more appointments for, because they, this might be a KPI for that team or that persona of my customer, right? But if I'm reaching out to a persona, which could be, um, say, the customer support head, right? My, my, my pitch would be, you're spending too much money on servicing your customers, can we help you automate some of those processes, right? So with the marketing team, it's primarily about getting more leads, uh, increasing the revenue, uh, getting more of those qualified leads. That's my initial pitch. And I think we talk more about the problem. Just asking them, how does their process look like right now? So if it's a uh, if it's a you know insurance company, we would literally ask them, how much do you spend on ads right now? How much are you uh, like? What does your cost per lead look like? What does your cost per click look like? What what uh, is your monthly budget like? What is your conversion rate? and can we help you fix those numbers, right? So it's a very, uh, I think it's a very defined pitch at this point of time. Obviously, it's taken us a lot, lot of time <laughs> to get to that clarity in terms of the pitch um, because earlier we were just asking, do you need a chatbot?" <laughs> 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 what, what's a chat box? What's a ch- <laughs> Yeah, why would I want that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, so, so obviously you evolve in terms of your pitch and it's much more about the problem, just talking. Just keep talking about the problem. I, I don't think even I even talk about the solution for the like I mean, even if I jump on a demo call, I'm not talking about the solution for the first 15 minutes. Like people just keep asking me, can we jump into the demo? And I'm like, I mean let's let's just keep talking about the problem because if I convince you that this is the problem that you're facing and then we'll jump onto the solution. Maybe our product doesn't solve your problem and then I'll recommend you something else you could be using. But I really want to see if um, we can actually solve your problem in the first place.
1: So, yeah. I really like what you just said right now is um, allowing the customer to, to explain what their true need is, as opposed to just jumping in, you know, saying, Hey, this is what we have. And a lot of people, a lot of salespeople do not get that nuance. So I sincerely appreciate what you just said.
0: Yeah, that's, that's extremely valuable. So many sales professionals, a, a client will mention just a, snippet of a problem and then like, Oh I got I got the solution. I got it. Okay. <laughs> and the client's like, What? I haven't told <laughs> you anything <laughs> totally,
2: totally. Yeah. yeah so. I, mean, that, I mean I I was just about to say that you have that thing, right? Because you've prepared for the demo and you're like, I yes. want to showcase my product and you just jump into it and you're like, okay, let me just not talk. Let me just let the customer do all the talking and I'll jump in only when uh, you know i am required so
0: yeah ma- ma- makes perfect sense so okay so let's say you talk to a client and the client says wow, this sounds pretty interesting and and they let's say they want a chatbot do you have to build it from scratch and how long does that normally take
2: right so say um, if um, let, let's take an example right let's take um, say a travel company out there comes on board and they're like you know can we have chatbots deployed across our website across our different landing pages right Uh, uh, as soon as they're onboarded we connect them with one of our customer success managers whose responsibility because i feel more than the sale uh, with b2b companies success is more important than sales that's what i feel because um, you can make just a lot of revenue from your existing customers if you got the right customer in the first place right so i think internally we've been putting a lot more value on success rather than sales because um, you can make a lot more money just through expanding the existing accounts, right? So as soon as a customer is on board, we connect them with a success team whose, whose job is to help them um, get the bot done. And the bot can be made by the customer themselves. It's a self serve tool. It's a, it's a drag-and-drop tool where um, because our focus is on marketers, so there's no coding involved at all. Um, they can just come wow. in, the entire thing all by themselves. And honestly, if someone is like really into it, they can have the entire thing up and running within a matter of hours. Uh, we aim internally that within the first seven days, uh, the bot should be up and running on on their different platforms. Right. So internally, that's a goal for our success team uh, that you have to go live within the first seven days. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a mix of both. Uh, it's a mix of day building them out the boss out, and then our team basically helping them with the best practices, optimizing the chatbot, uh integrations requests. So, for instance, you might want that the lead is coming through the chatbot, but it should go more to my Salesforce, it should go to my HubSpot and all those things, right? So we help with those integrations as well. So it's a mix of both, our team helping them out, plus these guys doing it themselves Is it well. a
1: low-code platform?
2: It's actually a low-code, no-code platform. Uh, because it's built for marketers, so we didn't want to have any code in there. So it's actually pretty easy thing to make. Like you can literally make a bot within a few hours. Yeah.
0: And once they build it, they just make a monthly payment to keep it, or is that how it works? Or
2: yes, it's uh, it's a mix of uh, you know a standardized fee, a standard subscription fee that you would see across that. But there's a metered billing based on their usage as well. Uh, so we essentially charged on the features that you need uh, which is how we split different plans but the second parameter of um, pricing is essentially the usage so how many chat conversations are you having over a monthly basis across your chatbots? that is basically a parameter so if your usage increases you end up paying more
0: so you know once you build it what's the if you you know maybe maybe there's too many variables i don't know but a price range if you, you get a chatbot at a company What's the range? You know, is it a hundred dollars a month, a thousand dollars a month, or what? what is does a chatbot typically cost? Right,
2: right. So our so we've actually reduced the pricing quite a bit. So our entry pricing is like as low as hundred dollars a month because we because we want people to just try it out, get in the door, and see the value within the first two three months. Right. So that's where people can start off. They can start off for as low as hundred dollars a month. Uh, but our customer range would start from someone paying us a thousand dollars a year to someone paying uh 60000 dollars a year as well. So it depends on the range of customers, depend on how much their usage would look like essentially. Yeah.
1: And um, I could see how that value could be there for the customer. Like you said, that heavy usage, fifty, sixty K per year kind of thing. That that would reduce the need for hiring four or five different customer service agents, which would uh, end up costing us so much more. And, right. and then quality of interaction also goes down because, uh, you know, I've been on that side as well. And I understand that there's a huge turnover when it comes to the human element. And then you have to, go right. to pay additional cost of training, additional cost of finding new people. And... Uh, and then benefits all that, and and those people may not be completely invested in the uh, in the client's success. It's just okay. I'm just picking up the phone. I'm making this call. I don't care anymore. Right. Whereas you can have this consistent uh, standard format to respond to to customers through the bot, and uh, and I can see the value right. that you're, you're you're delivering here.
0: Yeah, I guess chatbots they don't have bad days, right? They don't show up to work and <laughs> no sickness, I mean, right? yeah. they respond back and say, uh, oh, sorry I'm having a bad day. Sorry I didn't I don't know. Hey, let's not get into viruses now, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know, right. I guess they work twenty four seven too, so it's uh that's that's yeah that's that's really neat. I mean just
2: to add uh just to add to what Jerry you just said, right? Uh, in terms of the savings that's actually been uh one of the kpis for our customers as to how they evaluate the success with the product right so i was just speaking with um so state of indiana is a customer for us and i was speaking with them because they've been using it um in the department of revenue services for customer support automation or citizen support automation and, and that was their kpi right we've saved uh so this guy told me they've saved two hundred thousand dollars Uh, within the last year since they've deployed the chatbots, right? And he was directly comparing it to the FTEs they would have to hire to do the same thing. So they would need at least three people uh, to do the same job. Uh, FTE costs this much money. And obviously, you know, they can't do 24-7 as well. So that's how they would evaluate uh, a chatbot product. It depends on the use case, but I think it all comes down to can I make more money or can I save money with your product?
0: So does it continuously learn? I know it's AI. Is it always learning and responding to the questions better? Is that is that does it do that or is that that technology not
2: there yet? Right. So I think how it works is suppose if you have a a support related chatbot, right? A customer service chatbot, what is going to happen is people are going to come in and type in whatever they need help with, right? So suppose if it's a chatbot being used by the DMV people would have all questions around, you know, um, license renewal, this, that, all of those questions, right? So what the, you could do over the chatbot is ask, so you should have some initial database of queries for you to start off with the AI component because you we would need those uh, phrases, those, those data points to actually bucket the questions into respective um, responses that should go out, right? But over time, what will happen is since you would keep using the chatbot with your customers, uh, you would have a large repository of user responses coming in. And you can use these user responses to actually make the chatbot conversation better. Because if you have more data, you would be able to train the bot better, the model becomes better, and you can literally just have much more. Like if, if say in the starting, you are able to automate 80% of the queries using the chatbot, eventually you might be able to just you know nine and five percent. So I think, you know, that's that's the beauty of it. You just open it up to the customers, they'll come in come in and you'll have much more data to refine your chatbot conversation.
0: Awesome. Uh, that, that thanks. Thank you for, for that ish. Um last question here. I know we're running short on time. What does the future of chatbots look like?
2: Right. That's actually a good question. But I think um uh, uh I would still go back to the same question. It's um, not like not very much about the solution. It still goes back to the same problem. If the problem is big enough, I think the future is going to be good as well. And I think the problem that, uh, because I, I don't want to say the future of chatbots is this that, that, because
0: when I started
2: off a couple of years into it, um, every media publication out there was writing chatbots are dead. And that's not really the case, right? Still, we've been growing. I don't really know if it's there or not, uh, right? Uh, so I think the problem that we're trying to solve with uh, with chatbots um, or with, you know, conversational marketing, you call it AI, you call it, you know, whatever it is. But I think the problems uh, that are being solved is very um, uh, core to the businesses, at, you know, out there. They want to get much more qualified leads or they want to make their customer experience better. I think both of these problems are very core to any business out there. So the problems are huge. I think that the you know and and um, sales guys terminology or uh, from a VC terminology, the TAM, the addressable market is like huge, uh, and I don't see any reason why uh, there won't be a lot of you know uh, a number of uh, companies in our space doing really really good revenues, right? Because just because the market is huge, it's not like only companies in one geography have been investing into bots. I see. Actually, I see a lot more uh, happening in the chatbot space in the enterprises, in the in the um, you know in the South African market, in the Middle East market, in the Southeast Asian market, even in the Indian market, right? I see a lot of activity happening with chatbot um, in the enterprise space. So it's not really only you know you would have customers only in North America or only in Western Europe, only in South America, right? It's not really the case. I think enterprises. Uh, mid-market companies across the board are investing in such technologies. So I don't see any reasons for why the, you know, why there shouldn't be a lot of companies doing amazing design.
0: Fantastic. Thank you. This has been a very exciting conversation. Uh, If somebody wants to get in touch with you or your company, what's the best (coughs) way for them to do that?
2: Uh, If someone wants to check out our uh, company, the best way is to just go on the website. It's hellotouch.com at e dot com uh if you want to reach out to me uh, linkedin is the best option just search for each general it's a pretty i mean you wouldn't find a lot of East jindles out there so just type in my name and i should be uh you should be able to uh find me that's the best way to reach out yeah
0: okay hello hello com. right
2: yes yes exactly
0: yep um thank you so much uh been a fantastic conversation i i'm sure the listeners learned so much about your company and how you can add value to their organization um jerry uh anything you want to add before we clo- before you close out
1: no just thanks ganesh i appreciate uh coming on board and uh giving us a rundown of the company and uh a rundown about ch- chatbots thank you so much
2: yeah thank you so much for having you guys yeah thank, thank you.
1: you all right